This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I'm your host, Chacha Trap, a.k.a. Chris Freebus. Joining me as always from the around the world, Jared Morgan. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice pregnant pause afterwards. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was trying to go. I was trying to think of something if I could also go in ascending voice as well, but I didn't know if I could quite get there, so I decided not to. <laughs> I'm 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 trying to keep the the volume down, so I'm going to have my my mouth very close to the mic here. Um, trying to keep the volume down because my son is also trying to record at the exact same time videos of his, and uh, he keeps on coming in here and giving me dirty looks because uh, apparently he can hear me on his you know, tablet microphone on the other side of the house. <laughs> mm. It's it's super sensitive. Yeah. Uh, he should, you sure should just solve the problem and get him a, uh, and get him a nice Bluetooth mic that is <laughs> nice and, you know, secure so that he doesn't get audio bleed. I'm going to, I'm going to point out, uh, I know Jared can see it and uh, that's about the only person that can see it. I'm going to point out the t-shirt that I'm wearing. We're recording on Saturday. I'm wearing a t-shirt that says Taco Tuesday and there's a picture of a pizza on it. So, so, yeah. get tricked. <laughs> <laughs> That's my demographic right there. <laughs> yeah. Confused. Confused about food and life in general. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I've seen those t-shirts where it's, uh, you know, it'll be a, a picture of Yoda and then it'll say, you cannot pass in quotes. And then, you know, quoting it, it'll say, Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore. <laughs> I know. It's basically a geek friggin' shirt, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone everyone out on the internet who is watching or see that shirt is just like going, but it's pizza! <laughs> and just like, <laughs> their head explodes, basically. Yep. Yep. So, um, all right, let's let's get into uh, some things. Uh, first thing, yeah, you know, it seems kind of like uh, how we're we're going these days. Let's talk about the Zen tournament that we ran this past week. We were doing it with uh, Thor because the new Thor Ragnarok movie came out, mm-hmm. and dun 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 dun. dun, dun here are your top five coming in in fifth place was uh, CC one seventy eight at sixty nine million. Uh, coming in at fourth was Mick L74 coming in at 73 million. And then third place, Kreplo 55012, 99 million. And then Nimbly topped out at 180 million. And he held on to first place for a long time. And I made it my mission to knock him off. And I did. I took first place at 228 million on Thor. And that was a straight up pinball, no add ons at all. You win. I win. I feel accomplished. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, well it was, it was funny. Do you get a medal? No. Oh. I get a pat on the back, and that's about it. Um, I was like, damn it, I need to win one of my tournaments for once. <laughs> and this seemed to be the one that I had the best shot at. Um, it, it's, like I said, I don't, I don't necessarily care for the table. Um, I appreciate it more now that I've played it and understand how to play it. But mm. some of the shots on there are just weird, like hard to start. Uh, the the mode starts aren't difficult, but there's this one secret cavern that only opens up once you have the mode ramp open, and it's a really narrow, tight 
shot, it reminds me a lot of Ripley's with the upper flipper where you have the two lanes that you can shoot. Um, yeah. One circles back around towards the pop bumpers. The other one goes to the lower pop bumpers, basically, or something of that nature. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's that narrow of a shot. Um, and you need the upper one and it, it's really bizarre. And then there's another um, mid flipper on the left side that shoots into this ice cavern. And there's little to no time from the point you see the ball on the flipper to you needing to flip in order to get it into that loop. Yeah. It's pretty much as soon as you see the ball coming out of the um, mechanism, you got to flip it. And the problem and it's, is it's not right. a slow drop either. It's a, it's quickly there. Boom. It's on the table. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, it's brutal. That shot. It's hard. So anyway, uh, that was one of those sort of shots on like there's, from memory, I haven't played it for a while, but I do remember. I remember enjoying it enough. Actually, it was okay for me. Um, I like the ball elevator thing as it goes up to whatever it's called, Asgard, um, Asgard land, um, <laughs> in the back, <laughs> and that was kind of cool. That's mode start up there, isn't it? Um, it I think. It's, yeah, that's the mode shot. That's mode start. Yeah, yeah. That's and, and the mode is kind fine. of interesting in terms of the very first one is. I don't want to say it's super easy, but it's pretty easy and it's not timed. And then the next one is a little bit harder. And the next one after that is a little bit more harder until you finally get to the final mode. Uh, well, I shouldn't say the final mode. The final visible mode uh, is a bear. I mean, it's tough. And then you get the wizard mode. And that one was really difficult. I didn't, I didn't wind up completing that one. Uh, so it was kind of interesting. It was kind of interesting that it ramps it ramps up in difficulty. And I thought that was uh, kind of a, a good choice. It gracefully escalates. Gracefully es- escalates. So Interestingly enough, in order to get home. the score that I got, I previously had been doing all of the modes in order, and then I'd get to that last mode that was hard, and I'd wind up bricking it, and it would be on my third ball, and that that would be the end of my score. And I, so finally, I said, "Screw it! I'm doing that one first because if I have a yeah. bad game." And blow it there. I can just shut the game down and start all over again. Yeah, <laughs> and that would that wound up being my uh, my calling card for doing that. Um, so go hardest first. Go chip that. Go chop that wood, basically, and yeah. uh, do it first. So uh, enough of the chopping of wood. And this next week, we're going to go a little bit uh, easier uh, in terms of grindage. That'll be it's going to be a five minute tournament, uh, sticking with the same theme. Because after I just went and saw Thor Ragnarok, and after seeing that, I realized, hey, World War Hulk is also part of this thing. So we're going to be playing World War Hulk. Uh, Five-minute mode, and this one, it'll be whatever add-on you want. Go for it. Throw it on. Um, So. You know, I could probably do, like, a a variation of this tournament just by following along on my Android tablet with... (laughs) Probably not any any of the power up versions that you run, but uh, right, I could I could do like a five minute burst mm-hmm. uh, and see if I could get um, yeah, do it fun because I'm, I'm kind of missing out here. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> we're, ma- we're making Jared jealous. <laughs> I'm trying. I actually, what did I do the other day? I played. I decided to go back through some of the universal tables. And I had a really good shot at um, uh, Back to the Future. And mm. I've got I've got a taste for that game. It's actually pretty good. Like the no more you get into it, it's it's a really fun game. Um, Et I, I can't really get into it, and uh, I I didn't even bother with Jaws. I just don't resonate with that game at all. Maybe I'm missing something with it. The, the problem I have with Jaws is it just doesn't flow to me. No, 
it's it's very uh, herky jerky. Um, if you miss a shot, the ball comes clunking back down to you. It doesn't, uh, you know, some tables you miss the shot and yet the ball still finds a way of moving around. And uh, yeah, Jaws, it just you miss a shot and just <clears throat> and comes back at you at a yeah. walking angle. And it's very starts and stops. And I'm not thrilled with it. Yeah, and, that's and something the, I don't like about it. And ET, like I said before, I just can't. Every time ET talks, I just want them to shut up. Because um, mm. it's just, and, and the Elliot voice is clearly of the girl. It's, it's the girl from Sorcerer's Lair. <laughs> yeah, I keep it's on a, expecting her to call. Elliot's a, a boy. I was like, Elliot's yeah. a boy, and it sounds like a girl. That's that's what I was going. Hang on, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. I'm pretty sure Elliot was a bloke. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, doesn't doesn't even remotely pass as being okay. Anyhow. I should mention yeah. that with uh, with Thor Ragnarok, I'm I, I do watch all the Marvel movies. I've mm. the my three least favorite have been the two Thor movies and the first Captain America. I just neither of those any of those three resonated with me at all. So mm-hmm. the only reason why I went and saw this was because it looked a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> um, yeah. and, and had that fun, and that totally translated. I really I really had a good time with it. It was. Uh, Good times. I went and saw him. Does sound good. I've heard very good things. I've not seen it, of course, because movies are hard. In fact, everything is hard. So yeah. Well, that's the, that's the beauty. I my son has finally embraced seeing some of these, and so me and him uh, went. And saw it in, uh, yeah, we went and saw it in IMAX 3D. Um, oh, that, that would have been pretty cool. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Recommended. Yeah. That would have been pretty impressive. Well, I've never seen any of the Marvel movies in IMAX 3D, and I was very interested because when I get the Blu-rays they do the frame breaking on some of the movies and I was hoping those that did that and it unfortunately didn't um, kind of bummer like not much came out at you but it was still pretty cool to see a gigantic like that and it's a very colorful movie and Jeff Goldblum just eats the scenery which is a lot of fun <laughs> oh so. that's pretty cool that is pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, okay. Very early in the month, and kind of shocked to see it, but Farsight has dropped the beta for the next two tables, which are the uh, uh, okay. EM pack. It's the EM pack, and it includes Spanish Eyes and Wild Card. Both of them are Williams tables, which... <sighs> Look. We complain when we get Gottlieb premiere tables. For God's sake, do Gottlieb EMs. <laughs> it's, yeah. That was their bread and butter back in the day. You know, that was when they were king and Williams was nothing. Um, I just. Yeah. I'm looking at the Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go through the, let's go through the game, shall we? Let's so, go yeah, through yeah. So, Spanish eyes. Let's try so Spanish, Spanish eyes. eyes the, the unique thing about Spanish eyes is it has a pop bumper right at the center drain. And it's mm. uh, by a horseshoe, you might, or not necessarily a horseshoe, but bumpers on the side. So the ball can drop in and you think it's going to drain, but if you nudge the table and get that pop bumper going, you can pop it right back out onto the play field. Yeah, that's kind of cool. flippery wide, and, uh, but on either side of the pop bumper. So that's kind of its unique. Hmm. Beyond that, I don't care for what, I mean, there's, it's one of those tables where beyond that, you have a horseshoe shot in the middle, a ball capture in the center of the horseshoe, 
And then you've got four pop bumpers. I think it's four pop bumpers uh, at the very top of the table. And that's about the extent of it. There's no lanes to shoot. There's no drop targets to hit. Um, so I get that it's a unique style with that pop bumper in the middle, but it really does nothing for me. It's a one-trick pony, really. I'm looking um, at the layout, and it looks like it, there's there's your usual on EMs. You have the rubber contact surfaces, so all the all the long white rubbers and switches behind them um, for scoring. But it looks like there are targets, just stand-up targets, positioned strategically around the table. And, you know, it actually reminds me a little bit of Hyperball in the fact that it has all these targets really far away from you, all around the edge of the table mm -hmm. um, a little bit. And it's got all that stuff in the middle, like the horseshoe, as you were saying, and the eject and the three pops at the top. And it's got five rollover lanes at the top for skill shots. So. Yeah, but those are only, I mean, about the only time you get the or uh, when you launch the ball. <laughs> yeah, um, which is going to be very strategic as far as skill shots go. You're going to need to actually really use your skill shot properly here because you only get one shot at this. Basically, one shot at five balls unless you get an extra ball. So you're going to have to well, really Well, this is the other thing with the table. You can rack up the extra balls. Oh, you can? Oh, yeah. You can rack up a ton of extra balls. Um so it's a bit like the the edible um, uh, feature on uh, Central Park, mm -hmm. where you just like keep on going, basically. Mm. Yeah, I think you can get up to. I want to say it's up to ten extra balls, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay. And I, I I haven't actually experienced the extra balls playing it in the beta because I just literally threw it on this morning. Um, but uh -huh. I played the real table, and I recall that happening, where it was just like, "Oh, look, I got another extra ball." Okay, let's just keep on playing, you know. Um, yeah, right. But it'd be, and and that was my impression when I played it for real. That it was just one of those tables where you're like, oh, "Well, I, I guess I'll just keep on flipping." Yeah, just keep on flipping. <laughs> yeah. What should you know, you're trying to get up in the pot. Eventually, you're just kind of like, "Should I, should I just let the ball drain and walk away?" I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of bored of this. Um, yeah. So, Again, I get why I don't know. Farsight picked it, you know, in terms of a unique layout. But yeah. I, uh, the second table is wild card, and although this mm. one has a spinner in the middle and has proper uh, flipper lanes, flipper return lanes, yeah. again, there's all kind of wide open. There's no drop targets at all. Fine with both of these, and this is these are the kind of EMs that I don't care for. Mm. Is it's just basically flip the ball and keep it alive. There's no, uh, there's no anything like, for instance, on wild card. There on the right hand side, um, near the top, there is a lane that you can get the ball to go into and drop down and score some bones, and then the ball gets ejected back out the top. Yeah. As is, it? it's a purely random landing in it. You can't shoot it from a flipper. You've got to shoot it up into the pop bumpers and hope the pop bumpers bounce it into that. I don't like that random. Yeah, that's a, it's like, that's a tight shot. I want it to be that my skill got me in there, not that I you know, my skill of nudging. And then both these tables are nudging. So for those of you that like nudging, Congratulations. You'll um, have a ball. You'll have a ball. For me, I just, I get bored of them real quickly. I just, I lose interest. Um, 
Yeah. So it doesn't look super appealing. Like I'm just looking at it going, well, okay. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really look so great. And I'm having a look at the, the play field when it's just lit up with its general illumination and it's dark, yeah. man. Yeah. Like there is zero, there is zero lights in this thing because of all the vacancy in the middle of the play field. And it, it's just pitch, it's pitch black. Like you guys on DX11, man, you're going to have to really adjust the, the slider on this because it's dark as heck. <laughs> I didn't have to adjust it too much. I, I, I turned 20% room light and 50% bulb brightness, and it was plenty plenty bright to see what was going on. But uh, okay. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't I know. just maybe the fact that these are the two EMs that we're going to get for this year. I'm fairly disappointed. I just, why can't we get some of these classic Gottlieb EMs? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but, oh, well, I don't know, man. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a quiet month. It's going to be a quiet month. Yep. Like, uh, well, I, I guess in ways, well, I was going to say in some ways, it's kind of probably a nice break after the, the chaos that was Ghostbusters trying to get that out. Well, um, and like, geez, on Android, we were having like simultaneous Stone Pimble Arcade and, and Pimble Arcade releases, and I was seriously losing track of which one was what and what was missing things from which. It was it was crazy, man. So well, I'm kind I of, kept on checking Stone Pimble Arcade on Steam to see if it had been released yet, and it did finally get released on Stone Pimble Arcade. And I was very curious uh, to see what it, you know, after all the CPU problems that I talked about last week, I wanted to see if it was yeah. any different on Stern. End result was the same, but getting there was a slightly different. Um, I was able to actually uh, uh, select the game. And when I selected the game, there was a long pause. And then finally it came where it seemed like it was going to be frozen. And then I uh, was able to start the game. It took a long time mm. until all of a sudden I got the, the table itself up. I was like, okay. I launched the ball, and it launched in like slow motion. Just ball going up. And I could hear it hit the pop bumpers, and the sound would like activate from pop bumpers. Then there would be no more sound because like the whole thing froze. And then eventually the ball dropped down, and I was able to get slow motion, and then the whole thing crashed again. So... <laughs> it was sorry. It was is that on Pimple Arcade or Stern? No, that was on Stern. I get again. I said this last week. I get my processor is ten years old, so it's a bottlenecking this whole thing, and that's why it's not functioning. On every other Pimble Arcade table, it works just fine, and I really think that Farsight needs to put that or like when you go to purchase that table that a warning pops up saying hey you must have this minimum spec in order to run Mm -hmm. this table because I just suspect there's a lot of people that bought the table just like me Uh, yeah I would agree I think uh, people will be getting stung out there when they load this up on their machine that was being perfectly fine for Pimble Arcade up until this particular release uh yeah, I'd be very it, curious to know if it runs on my laptop, newer, so the processor is better, but it has a crap video card. So we cannot run DX11 version. It can run DX9, but it cannot run DX11. Um, uh, the only reason why I'm not trying it out is 
because the whole thing of if I try computer, oh, then yeah, all my data gets lost. <laughs> yeah, that that punish that you had the last time that you had to get the Xenia to help you yes. resolve. No desire to go back through that again. So, uh, no, nope. that's why I haven't tried it. Laptop. I guarantee that Fuzzle have not addressed that issue with their oh, same infrastructure. You kidding me? Absolutely not. <laughs> if they, guys, if you ever address that, please so that then those of us with multiple machines can actually try multiple machines. Um, yeah. And don't get pissed off in the process. Uh, yeah. So that, uh, that's what's going on with uh, Pimble Arcade right now. Hmm, interesting. So what else is happening? Oh, my God. Well, okay, the non-pinball talk, folks. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure the news has been reaching your shores, too, because uh, it is new every other day to uh, male celebrity who has been a total rape jerk uh, is getting brought down on sexual harassment charges. Yep. And what's interesting is the swift action which is being taken place. So uh, this week it was Kevin Spacey. Yeah, and he's been dropped like a ton of shit for everything. Oh my god, Netflix <laughs> like wasted written out of movie. <laughs> Netflix wasted absolutely no time whatsoever. They were like, "Hey, you know what? No. House cards. We just started. two weeks in. Well, hey, there's going to be no seventh season, and as for the sixth season, uh, yeah, we're shutting everything down, and we're going to think." Oh, by the way, Kim Spacey, you're fired. You no longer get uh, executive producer credit. Um, so Spacey's completely gone out of that. And then he had a movie. He has a movie that's being released on December 22nd. Um, I forgive me for not recalling the title of it. It's a Ridley Scott movie. Yeah. And they went, hey, you know what? They compl- are reshooting all of his scenes with a new actor, uh, Christopher Plummer, and just going to replace him yes. entirely. <laughs> Plummer was like, wow. Um, Von, wasn't Christopher Plummer the guy that the Von Trapp, Colonel Von Trapp? Yeah, like from the original Sound of Music. Yes. No. Yeah. So he's. I can't believe he's still alive. Hey. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, he's done. He's he's in more movies than you than you would think. Um, he's been in yeah. quite a few things, and so yeah, uh, he's just a very stately, you know, Englishman dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, so, so he's in. So yeah. Oh, there you go. So he's. He's in. They're refilming his. Well, I guess part of the reason why they're able to do this is most of Spacey's stuff in that movie was him and him alone. Same so scenes. easily, yeah. yeah, easily replaceable. Um, but still, entirely uh, unheard of. It's one thing he, to be like, the role, but well, yeah, like you know, um, Paul, what's his face did in um, uh, Paul Walker, Fast and Furious, yeah, yeah, Paul Walker, um. But yeah, man, I'll tell you what, you as a as a celebrity, if you've got a bit a few skeletons in the closet, it seems at the moment that it's only a matter of time until you're sprung. Because the the thing with this sort of thing, like the action that um Spacey has just accounted, like it's it's a cascading effect. There will be other people, victims who come out now and oh, they're start out of the woodwork. Yeah. It, it's basically when you have when you had a Titan like Weinstein get brought down that told everybody it's safe to do this um, yeah. and see actual action take place. Uh, the other person that got brought down uh, this week was Louis CK comedian. And he had a movie that he filmed in secret last year 
uh, funded entirely himself, was just getting ready to uh, release. And one of those, it's one of those, you know, uh, secrets that every comedian already knew about him, but apparently hadn't been brought out. And that's Louis C.K. likes to whip it out in front of people and uh, pleasure. Um, well, fair enough. Five, five women had come against him, and he actually, unlike all these other people, went, yep, I did that. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was me. And she was like, whoa, that was me. Yeah. Um, and he, too, he got dropped by his agent, got dropped by FX, got dropped by uh, the movie's not going to come out at all now. Um, oh, no, it's cash. You know, and, and it's just like, wow. Oh, so here's the <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. For that money shot. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lil, lil, lil. Uh, so here's, here's the thing. Because I work in this industry, mm. I don't feel the least bit bad for these celebs, you know, or for anybody no. that's in, in a, for anybody that's in a position of power. Because because truly, that's what it is. It's 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 a power play. It's not a sexual play. It's it's purely about exerting power over somebody mm-hmm. else and knowing that you can get away with it. Here's yeah. the part that I feel bad about. So, in the case of House of Cards, they just started the sixth season. They were two weeks into shooting, and now it's been pulled on hold. Do you know how many people that affects? Yeah, that's a we're talking life. about on a daily Hundreds, on a daily right. basis. You're talking about seventy plus crew members on a daily basis, and that's just working on the set itself. Then you go into post production with and or the, the production office itself with accounting and uh, you know anybody else of that nature. The total of people that it affects winds up usually being between two hundred and three hundred people. Um, just for one person's stupid because of one. Way. And, and and that's who you know. I feel for the crew. I mean, it sucks. You've because a lot of times too that they've made a commitment to you know a show, maybe turn down other shows, and all of a sudden, boom, Carby stands out from underneath them, and they're out of a job because of this idiot. You know, yeah. Um, it's a steal for like, or for the in the case of in the case of the the Louis C.K. movie, it's well, you spent all this time working on this film and. You know, usually you take pride in what you've you've worked on, and you maybe want to show people what you've worked on. And nope, uh, go poof away. And I actually have a movie that that happened with. I did a movie years ago uh, that was directed. It was the creator of X Files. All right, and it was for uh, the 2008 elections, and so it was very timely, and it was very obvious. Um, yeah, and it was this movie called Fence Walker, and he—I don't know if he didn't get it edited in time or if it was—it was kind of out there. There were there was some wackiness going on, and whether he just didn't pick up a distributor supposed to come out before the election. Well, right. the election came and went, and that movie is never going to see the light of day. <laughs> and so it kind of sucks because it's like, well, I spent time on this. I would like to see, you know, what what the work is that we put in. But nope, it's gone. No, um, it's gone. So it's it's kind yeah. of weird. It's a weird experience for for crew members. It's so. a little bit similar, I guess. To uh, it's kind of similar. You get the same feeling. Probably not the same sort of investment, but you get the same feeling in software where you're working on something and you get it to the point where it's ready to release. And for whatever reason, it never gets released or never gets turned on. It just mm-hmm. rots on the vine. 
digital rock basically. And yeah. you sort of go, well, hang on, like we spent like a month on this. Um, multiple people spent a month on this, and we're not releasing it. Why? You know, it's it's a really horrible feeling. So I know yeah. what that feels like as far as like, well, what a waste of time. That's you know, that's eight months of my life I won't get back. For your case, probably because it would have been a long time um, doing all the shots and everything. Um, yeah. So. so uh... Yeah, it's, it's it's a punish, man. It's no good. And the, and the thing of it is, is with um, the names that have come out now, I know of other names, and right. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for news to come out about them because <laughs> it's just right. like there are. We may keep the secrets in the industry ourselves, but doesn't mean that those that news doesn't travel among us in the industry. So there's plenty of other people that we've heard horror story. None of these horror stories that have come out of the celebrities is shocking news to me in the least. It's kind of like, mm, yep. Yeah, we need that. Yeah. <laughs> heard so that story about, before. Mm-hmm. This news about Spacey was not old news to the industry, in other words. Uh, the news about his sexual harassment, I mean, the main thing was it, it took place 20 years ago, uh, like the, the first yes. bit that dropped out. But then it turns out that it's there's been recent stuff, and I think that's why Netflix said goodbye. Um, but, in him, <laughs> but, but in terms of him being a bully on the set and being harassing that way, that is not unheard of news. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's, and he and also, better, the same thing goes with there's other people. For instance, I would love, love, love to work on a Keanu Reeves movie because I have heard nothing but amazing stories how just incredibly gracious he is to the crew. Right. Um, there is also positive stories that are that are out there about certain actors and talent. Um, but uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I I keep on waiting to hear when is the uh, when's the stuff about Michael Bay going to drop. Oh, really? Because if <laughs> his, 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 his abuse of the lens flare really does need to be taken into a check. <laughs> the, the stories of what his sets are like are basically scream fests, nonstop oh, really? screaming. And, when you, and think about this Megan Fox called him Hitler <laughs> and, 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 and got got dropped or didn't want to do the third Transformers movie. That's how bad it's that's what I'm saying. It's only a matter of time before somebody drops something about him, you know? Um, and then yeah, there's a few people like, like a, that. A or abuse or any number of things. And gee, the amount of people coming out of that woodwork will just be like <laughs> termites basically. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I say there's, there's various stories of various actors. Um, that you just kind of go, so when's that one going to come about? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I and, think and, it, it comes down to, while it may be flowing around the industry, I think it comes down more to um, the weight that gets given by a victim coming forward. Um, an actual victim who's had actual impact. Um, well, because that's when stories become fact. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is, you know, you do have to worry about, um, because some of the things that have popped up recently in days, you just kind of go, okay, wait a second. That sounded like somebody just trying to ask you out on a date. It wasn't actual harassment. Um, yeah. 
but and, and it would have been from years ago. So I think it's some of these allegations you got you do have to kind of go, okay, is somebody just because it's easy that they're throwing it out there now, or is it a legitimate case? But by and large, uh, again, with some of these people, I think the reason why you're seeing these uh, uh, you know talent management and networks dropping them is because they've already heard the rumors, and now it's just a fact of somebody actually finally coming forward that them going, oh well, okay, yeah. there's the proof. You know, we don't need to wait for the court case. We already have heard these <laughs> allegations. Now we're actually seeing somebody firsthand. You know, levy out the yeah. allegation. But, but so essentially, they they're sort of like guilty. They're, they're, they're innocent until proven guilty, but not in a court of law, basically just by someone reporting it publicly. Right, right. <laughs> and that's enough um, for movies to feel very uncomfortable about um, that. And and what's, what the, the interesting part is that there's allegations coming out about some of our politicians too, and the reaction couldn't be more different. Yeah. And that's where it's, it's like fascinating. Well, well, it becomes it becomes no. This is my party, and I'm going to stand behind the the party, regardless of what the person did, because I'm worried about what it'll do to the party. And that's the that's the troubling aspect, and, and trying to wrap your head around that. That you know the very same people that'll jump all over these actors and be like, "Oh, how dare you!" Then all of a sudden, it comes out about somebody in their party that they favor, and they go, "Whoop." Well, you know, maybe we should just wait and see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I don't know why yeah. it is. It's something about uh, I don't know. Is it the the level of perceived authority that these people have that makes it different? Like, is it like quote unquote just actors, so therefore we don't care? But if if it's well, like somebody in parliament or you know in an official capacity, does that make the gravity of the situation something that requires a little bit more? Um, due process, if you like. I don't know. Again, I think you're talking about with the entertainment industry, it is by and large uh, a more liberal-minded group. And so mm. if there is a perceived uh, injustice, they're more likely to jump all over that and squash it um, yeah. and, and show that there's actual, you know, you can't sit there and, action. Right. You can't sit there and, and, you know, always be on your bully pulpit about how people need to be nice to each other and blah, blah, blah. And then when something comes out, you look the other way. It's like, no, you got to stand behind it. Whereas yeah. with the politicians, um, there's a I, lot more, there's a lot there. more involved than I don't, I think they can hide behind their oh, look at my voting record and no, that was the past and, you know, and all this kind of thing. So I think there's a different perception, but then I also think that, uh, in the current climate, uh, and I don't know if it's this way around the world or if it's just here in the U.S. Um, I think Britain certainly is going through it with their whole Brexit uh, deal and stuff. But where uh, people are becoming uh, bulletproof from scandal, you know, we had a <laughs> we had a, a a guy that was trying to become president, and literally his campaign fell apart when he misspelled potato. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not. I am not kidding you. He was. He was uh, the the nominee for the Republicans to be president, and he went to a public school, and they were having a spelling bee, and this kid's word was potato, and he put up on you know he said P O. Uh, you know, geez, I'm doing this in the the P P O T A T O, and then the guy mouthed to him E. 
And so he put E and they're like, nope, that's misspelled. I'm not kidding you when I say that literally crushed the guy's campaign. <laughs> what? Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> As opposed to what's going on today where literally you could probably <laughs> shoot somebody <laughs> in the face and still be able to run. You know, it's... <laughs> Jeez. How the standards yeah. of potato have dropped. It, it, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> the potato it's amazing. standard is out the window. Yeah, yeah, that's that so, is depressing in itself. Like I said, I don't know if that's if it's just us or if it's this if it's happening all across the world. Um, with we with are getting politicians. problems here in Australia about dual citizenship. Apparently, there are some politicians in Australia that have dual citizenship, and apparently, to be a politician, you can only be a citizen of Australia and no other. Um, you cannot have a uh, another passport. Um, so there are these people coming out now that just all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I'm a dual citizen. See ya. <laughs> and they're just going, basically. So there's <laughs> all these politicians just going, well, yeah, I'm, yeah, I've got dual Australian citizenship, which is not uncommon to, you know, that with Australia's past for of people that of an older generation. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden there's like, you know, probably becoming a politician in Australia, they would never have even been asked, oh, uh, do you have another passport? They would just go, oh, okay, so you're, you're elected? Cool, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, there wouldn't even be a problem. But then someone made an issue of it, and now everyone else is having to follow suit because someone made an issue about it. So, yeah, all these politicians going, yep, see ya. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm a dual citizen. Bye-bye. <laughs> and off we go. No longer a politician. For, for dual citizenship, like that's... Yeah. That's all we have in Australia at the moment for people, you know, invalidating their political careers. Uh, there's a lot worse things going on out there um, uh, than uh. just having a dual citizenship, right? Um, so I don't know. It seems like ridiculous if you ask me, but whatever. Like if if one of my polls, if one of my members, my local member, had a dual citizenship, I would go. I don't actually give. A single F about that. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> how, are you doing good for my community? Are you actually representing me well in Parliament? Are you trying to get things that matter to me passed? Those you things do don't those matter. Things, don't actually care. Do not care. No, no, no. Those things don't matter at all. It, it, no. It's not about you. It's about them. <laughs> it's about them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, folks. So, what happened? The Blockade Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the the blockade bloody political review uh, right and, don't worry next yeah. week we're going to talk about Scientology um, so- <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I need to get on my uh, my e meter get the e meter out for that one believe me folks I would love nothing more than to deep dive into that madness <laughs> but uh, I also don't feel like having a death hit squad come to my front door so um- <laughs> yeah because that's that shit gets real, like real bad. <laughs> there's some, there's especially, some especially when you live near, uh, you know, the epicenter. So, <laughs> yeah, nope, that's a hot pass. Nope. nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> but hit me up on Twitter, folks, and I'll, I'll gladly go off on a <laughs> on a very very lengthy discussion. Or hit us up in our uh, uh, email. That would be blah blah blockade at gmail dot com if you want to have the. If you want to talk politics or any other thing that uh, really would bore you silly on the podcast uh, listening, go for it. <laughs> um, yeah. Because then we can just offend one person instead of, you know, 
many. Uh, also, once you check out our website, it is blockadepinball.com. There you can find our past episodes as well as show notes, uh, websites that we have visited, makes it all easy to click and clickable. You can follow us on Twitter, which I highly recommend. The show is at blockade. There's typically where I've weekly been announcing the, uh, Zen tournament. And we also, uh, that's where I post episode summaries up and stuff. Mm -hmm. As well as, uh, links. Did you know that we have, we've got, we've got 280 characters now. So I did like a (laughs) slightly longer, uh, a slightly longer, uh, show summary to help people understand what was on the show, which is kind of nice using Twitter, 280 characters for good, not evil. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm probably I'm going to have to refrain from being evil because I don't know how to write short. And so Twitter is very difficult for me. And 280 just makes it slightly easier. Um, And I'm going to try not to be abusive of that. But I'm not holding my breath either. (laughs) Um, So if you want to if you want to, there's a whole thing there's what go on, keep going. We'll have a chat. I was going to say, if you want to subject yourself to, uh, to my Twitter madness, I am at shut your traps and, uh, Jared is at Jared Morgs. Yeah. So with the whole 280 thing, there's a few rules with 280 that I've seen on the internet so far. Okay. And that is if you have an 80 character tweet for the love of Jeebus, put line breaks in. <laughs> because it is just too hard to read a solid block of text. Yeah. And grok it, like scan it. It's just too hard. Use your line breaks. But introduces another problem, which is on most Twitter apps on your phone, you get one tweet per scroll <laughs> for 280 character tweets. Oh. Um. Slides down significantly. Basically, you're scrolling, 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 scrolling. If you've got a lot of people you follow in your Twitter feed, you've got a lot of scrolling to get through before you head to the top of your feed. So that's what people are saying at the moment. So there's a there's a trade-off between spacing out your tweets versus readability of tweets. But I'd, I'd go with readability um, and try and put a bit of white space in there to help people out. It's funny. I, I don't follow that many people, uh, but two of the things that I follow that pretty much fill up my feed. Uh, one, I follow Patton Oswalt. He's a comedian and he retweets a lot of uh, the political nonsense. And so basically it's a one-stop shop for me. I don't have to follow anybody else. Just follow him and I get everybody else's uh, thoughts. And so it's he's, nice. he's essentially an aggregator. A yeah. aggregator. Exactly. And then mm. uh, I also follow the, uh, the Lakers. And so whenever there's a game day, all of a sudden I just get a, for about three hours, Ooh, it's nothing but like tweets up as every score goes, and uh, that about fills up my time with with Twitter. If I had to scroll through much more beyond that, I'd just go nuts. <laughs> like there's some days where I like I'll go to sleep at night and I've cleared up my Twitter feed, and then I come back in the morning. There's like with the people I follow, it could be anywhere between forty to one hundred tweets yep. that I have to go through, and it's just like. If I leave it for a couple of days, then I almost need to declare Twitter bankruptcy <laughs> and just scroll to the top of the the um. So see, folks, the, uh, this the, is the feed. This is why you should follow uh, all three of these accounts of ours because we will not abuse you. Uh, I guarantee that uh, the blockade Twitter feed will maybe feature five tweets a week at most. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, 
And uh, also, we will never do an all caps post. So, no. Which is the kind of like, as an aside, the kind of thing that triggers me really bad with pinball supernovas posts. They're all caps for <laughs> <laughs> Twitter. And every time I look at it, I go, <laughs> Stern releases a new pinball machine called this. And it's like, wow. <laughs> okay, don't need to shout sport. Just it's a it's a title. Don't be yeah. taking it. <laughs> no. Oh man. All right, folks. Well, uh, thank you yeah. for, for putting up with us on uh, on this podcast here. And hopefully we didn't scare you. Over. Rather diverse podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we will uh, We will be back again next week. Um, oh, I forgot to to mention, and maybe we'll talk more about this, but uh, I'm, I'm apparently getting the Good Parenting Award because I've introduced my son to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, which would be his first taste of uh, monsters and horror. <laughs> hmm. Okay. This is, this is fine. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes <laughs> as we dive down that rabbit hole um because we also just finished all of cowboy bebop so he was looking for something else to watch i was like let's watch buffy um mm. yeah buffy hey it's a it's a nice soft introduction to monsters exactly but you and know then, what it's you know, it's, it's, it's it's proper monster lore at least unlike those abominations mm-hmm. of the twilight series uh, <laughs> uh, yeah gross so, anyway. There's only so much sparkling you can take. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, enough of this. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Toodaloo. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blarcade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.